Welcome to Feeling It, a podcast where we discuss TV, movies, pop culture, and whether or not we're feeling it. If this is your first time joining us. Welcome to the show. And here we go. Come on, walk and talk. All right, here we go. You guys want to hear something neat? It's showtime! Hold your ears, folks. Here we go! See what you can do now. Take your position. All right, ladies, buckle up. Let's do this. Hold on to your butts. Seriously? Listen to me very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat him up. Enjoy. All right. Good job, Brent. Oh, Lawson, I know you really mean that. Thanks. I do. It's the first time <laughs> I've said it, and I really just, I no, mean it. Just make it easy on Lucas and let him edit the <laughs> oh podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much work to do. <laughs> Welcome. We are so happy to have you with us. Uh, what we're going to do today is uh, talk through what we're feeling this week. And then we're going to go into a super fun pop culture quiz. Which is going to be a pop quiz for all of us. Oh! Um, roasted. Bring in the comedy early. Bring in the interruptions. <laughs> I'm glad to know I can rely on Brent for puns since I'll be moderating. So, yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to start off by going around in a circle, um, which you can imagine since we're all over the map and not actually around a table. I was thinking the same um, thing. I, yeah, I mean, in this digital age. Uh, so go around, tell us who you are, a little bit about what you do with your days, and in honor of Frank Ocean's Blonde, help us get to know you. Have you ever dyed your hair? And if so, what color? Sandra, you want to start us off? Sure thing. I'm Sandra Omstutz. I'm a social media manager in Nashville, Tennessee. And last summer, I had some pretty cool blonde tips, if I do say so myself. Very nice. Lucas. I'm Lucas Wright, a designer from the Bay Area, and no, I've never dyed my hair. All right. Boring. Boring. <laughs> Not a once. About you, Brent. My name is Brent Bailey. I live in Chicago, Illinois, where I work in tech and write about faith and pop culture online. And I think the only time I've like legitimately dyed my hair was in fifth grade. My Halloween costume was quote unquote punk, and I had this like I spray frosted the tips of my hair basically. Oh, that's precious. It was real. Get <laughs> that JT going on. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. And I am Lawson Soward, an art director based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and I really wanted to dye the tips of my hair red in middle school, but I never did. I've never dyed cool. my hair. I know. <laughs> Dodged a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> never too late. Never too late for now. Um, so, uh, let's move into what we're feeling this week, guys. Uh, Sandra, what are you feeling this week? This week, I'm feeling a new podcast. It's from um, a favorite comedian of mine. Her name is Gabby Dunn. She is a comedian, a YouTuber, an actress, a writer. Um, she is just like a person in the entertainment industry that I've really enjoyed for a while and have kind of looked up to in a lot of ways. Uh, a few months ago, I think, she posted an article about the struggle of being internet famous but also being broke and how embarrassing or frustrating it can be to have people recognize you all the time like you're a celebrity but to not have sort of the financial stability that comes with being a celebrity in most cases mm. um and so this week she just launched a new podcast called bad with money and it's a podcast about her financial journey as well as just um the idea of people getting responsible about finances as a general concept. Um, she starts off the podcast again. Like I said, this week was her first episode. She plans on releasing a new episode every Wednesday. With this first episode, she kept it very personal. She interviewed her parents who are kind of at the root of her financial flaws Um her dad is a recovering alcoholic, and so they discuss like what his addiction meant for their financial stability as a family and how that has impacted mm. um, herself as an adult. And she also interviewed in this first episode um, her best friend and comedy and business partner. Uh, they talked about what it was like being in a business relationship with each other where one person has one more money, money than the other and what that's meant for their relationship as comedians and what that's meant for their relationship as best friends. It's a really, really interesting conversation to listen to. And I think the future episodes, she's kind of put out these little teaser clips of what they're going to be like. She has interviews coming with um, a lot of famous comedians and writers 
and actors, as well as um, financial financial experts, uh, a financial psychologist, CEOs of companies. Um, she's really trying to dig deep into what it's like to be bad with money and trying to get better at it. Uh, I'm really, really excited to listen to this each week. Money is probably one of the topics that people have are the most uncomfortable talking about. And it's one that I wish people talked about more. So I can't wait to hear more episodes. I agree. Yeah, this definitely sounds like a lot of fun. I when it when you first brought it up, I thought it was going to be like a comedy podcast. But this is actually like super interesting and like it in depth. So it, it definitely it's definitely um, heartfelt. And they're yeah. really digging into this topic. But it is also funny because it is Gabby Dunn. Is it's comedians. Comedian so is yeah, <laughs> funny and entertaining person to listen to. But this definitely isn't uh, yeah, a podcast of her just trying to like make jokes. It's right. her really delving into this issue she has with being in debt and or just not ever having enough money to, you know, make a living off of. I'm picturing her just doing hack sexist comedy, be like, I'm bad with money. You know why? Because women be shopping. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll see none of that. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I do think it's it's interesting what you said at the beginning, just like this is the first time, I think, in at least in American culture, that you've had celebrities who don't have money, who are just kind of normal people who right. <laughs> are, you know, can, can get famous off of YouTube or Twitter and um, without actually gaining any monetary value out of it, which I think is super interesting to hear from somebody it's also interesting i know one of her future guests is comedian sarah schaefer who has talked very publicly and extensively about having like really big money issues and being really in debt and sarah schaefer is a comedian that has had like her own mtv show like a very by all means successful comedian that still deals with a lot of financial struggles and so yeah the Financial issues can impact anyone at any stage of life, and they just really need to be discussed. Cool. Let's break some barriers and all say how much we make. Ready? I'm always willing to do that. Are you serious? I will. Seven million dollars. I would be willing to do this not on a podcast. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) See, that's an interesting thing to say, though, because... one of uh, so I'm gonna spoil this just for this first episode. One of the bits she does in this first episode of the podcast, I should also say it's incredibly well produced. Um, she does a man on the street moment where she asks people. Um, she says, "I'm gonna I want to ask you something really personal," and she says, "You know, what's your favorite sexual position?" And most people will answer. And then she asks, "How much is in your bank account?" And a lot of people wouldn't answer. And whoa, it just goes to show that like. People are not willing to talk about money publicly. And it's crazy that there are so many things that we'll put in recorded podcasts, like very personal opinions about ourselves, um, Mm -hmm. but we're not willing to talk about how much we make. And I I, I think it's a really important work to talk about money openly. um, And I wish it's something that we did more. I agree. And just the fact that you, that those initial conversations are things talking about the things that usually go unsaid money relationships the way that money influences relationships parenting influences your ability to handle money all of those are the kinds of conversations that anytime i get a chance to listen to them are just completely uh engaging i it feels amazing that i am able to hear those conversations a because a lot of times in life you're in places where people just won't be real but on podcast it makes me think of uh several podcasts i've heard on you made it weird with the comedian pete holmes who will talk to some of his friends who are comedians and get really real about like oh i went on tour with you and you opened for me and i paid for all your meals and it made me upset whenever i paid for your meal and you didn't say thank you like these kinds of conversations that are hard but just incredibly authentic the fact that this podcast is starting off with that and talking about something that needs to be so much more in the consciousness like money, like that just makes this sound so promising. Yeah. Ah, great recommendation, Sandra. Thank you so much for sharing what you're feeling. Okay, Brent. Brent, Bailey, uh, what are you feeling this week, sir? This week I am feeling literature about complicated relationships between children and their parents. I am breaking a rule for the podcast. Lucas, can you like add sound effects where it like echoes when I say that? I am breaking a rule (laughs) on the podcast. Uh, And I'm actually going to be talking about two things. Um, I was traveling in Phoenix for the last 10 days for work, um, which meant I had a lot of time on 
and airports and a lot of time traveling to do a ton of reading. And I took in two really phenomenal books that are very different other than that thematic connection. The first is the uh, collection of the first 18 issues of Marvel's Runaway series. Uh, has anybody read Runaways? Yes. I have read the, version, have. the uh, Runaway books that are a part of the Civil War series, but nothing beyond that. Okay. Anybody else? Yes. I have read um, the the run before this most recent one. Okay. So I am still very new to the world of graphic novels and comic books. And so I still get really confused about even like talking about which edition or which version it is. But I'm pretty sure the version I read was the introduction of Runaways um, that came out about 10 years ago. Um, Brian Vaughn, I think, was the main creator. Um, it essentially tells the story of these six kids. Um, they get together every year. Their parents all get together for some kind of meeting. And in the first issue, they find out that their parents are actually like supervillains um, performing this um, this ritual where they like kill an innocent woman. And so over the course of the first few issues, the kids start to discover that they have superpowers. And essentially the story of the um, of the comics is it's kind of the kids versus their parents. Um, the whole thing has a really wonderful kind of um, edgy tone. It's it, the banter between the kids um, definitely feels like something out of like the Joss Whedon verse. Um, I know he was a big fan. I think he got involved in later editions. He may have been one of the writers for the later editions, although he was not involved at the beginning. Um, but this is just a phenomenal series. It's so much fun. Um, you've got a, a really diverse cast of characters. To be honest, the way I found this was I was just dipping my toes in comic books, and I told one of my friends. Um, I was essentially looking for series that um, did not feature like white male protagonist, and he was like, "Oh, you got to look at uh, Runaways." Um, to be fair, there's a team of six teens. One of them is a white male, but for the most part, these are women, um, and you've got a lot of characters <laughs> of color, um, all of whom have really un interesting powers, uh, really interesting relationships with each other. Um, the art on this series is phenomenal and gorgeous. Um, so yeah, absolutely check out Runaways. It is. Um, it was just recently announced, like within the last week, that it's being adapted into a... They're at least going to film a pilot for Hulu and probably have a, uh, a full um, first season run. So that was yeah. kind of some exciting timing. Um, I could probably talk about this, this series for another hour, but I promised the group that I would keep this short since I am breaking a rule. Rule, rule, rule. <laughs> so absolutely check out Runaways. Um, does anybody want to second that recommendation? Check it out. Thirded. Yes. Done. Tons <laughs> of fun. Okay, uh, the second book that I am feeling is one that I am just almost at the end of. I Actually, I have like 10 pages left, and I had to put it down so that I could come and record this podcast, so I'm kind of aching to finish it. Uh, but the novel is called Home by Marilyn Robinson. It was released in 2008. Uh, Marilyn Robinson has published, I think, four novels. Uh, the first, Housekeeping, um, in 1980, was nominated for a Pulitzer. Uh, her second novel uh, was Gilead. Um, that came out uh, 2004, and it did win the Pulitzer Prize. And Home is a novel that's set in the same universe as Gilead. Um, so all of the novels set in this Gilead universe, uh, Gilead, Home, and then most recently Lila in 2014, um, tell the story of a couple of um, retired ministers living in a small town in Iowa, um, they each um, kind of cover the same period of time, but they um, focus on different characters in that story. So this novel, Home, um, it is somewhat of, it's kind of an allegory. It's somewhat of a retelling of the story of the prodigal son um, from the New Testament. Uh, it's, it essentially covers the story of, like I said, this retired minister. Um, his daughter moves home. She's kind of the obedient, really sweet, really predictable daughter um, who moves home to take care of him. And then pretty early in the book, they receive word that um, this daughter's older brother, Jack, is also going to be returning home. Uh, and Jack is more of the prodigal son for the family. He's always been a troublemaker. Um, he has caused a lot of grief to his parents and to his family, um, who have always worried about him and not really known what he was going to do and what kind of trouble he was going to get himself into. So at the start of this book, he returns home for the first time in 20 years. And the book is really just about the dynamics of the relationships between these three people, um, the daughter, the brother, and their father. And you've got a few other characters kind of orbiting around them, but it's really about um, kind of what happens in this house as they're all interacting with each other. Um, <clears throat> this is just an incredible, incredible, rich, um, moving, really gut-wrenching novel. 
Uh, Marilyn Robinson is uh, just a genius. Um, each of the, I've read Gilead and now I've read Home, and each of them I think are just absolute masterpieces. Um, this novel in particular, I think, has a way of just including certain lines or turns of phrases that just completely nail certain people and certain kinds of behavior and certain kinds of relationships in a way that just you read a line and you're like, oh man, I just never would have thought to express it that way. But that just sums up so much about this person in my life or so much about me. Um, I've been seeing a lot of myself in each of these main characters. Um, anytime I read a Robinson novel, I struggle not to tweet almost every single line of it just because she does write such beautiful prose. Uh, the first line I tweeted from this novel though was, um, I believe, yeah, I believe this is the daughter glory speaking. And she says, stupidity isn't a sin so far as I know but it ought to be one. It feels like one. I can forgive myself all the rest of it. And the rest of the novel is just filled with lots of little gems like that. Um, so yeah, um, if you have not picked up any of Robinson's stuff, I cannot recommend this highly enough. I think taking any four of her novels, um, you're going to just be absolutely delighted with what you find. I don't know that I know a single person who has read Gilead and not walked away just completely like moved and blown away by it. And I can say about the same with Home. Um, so I would give, um, like my full recommendation to both of these books, uh, especially, you know, if you have complicated relationships with your parents, I would imagine that these would both speak to you in different ways. So runaways and home, do yourself some good old reading. Awesome. Yeah. I'm halfway through Marilyn Robinson's Gilead and it is some of the most beautiful sentences I've ever read in my life. It's just completely flooring. And uh, I've heard that Home is amazing too, but from other people and now in like detail from you, someone whose taste I trust immensely. And I'm so glad that you had time to read both of these books. They both sound awesome. Yes. Uh, and what's funny about Gilead and Home, they're both, they're both like masterpieces. Like I said, they're both stunning, but they are very different books about very different themes. And I do kind of have this theory that um, most people will really identify with one a lot more than they identify with others for very specific reasons. So if any of you had read both of them, I would love to hear which one you identified with more and why. Any of you, by which I mean the listeners. The people of the world. Yes. Yep. <laughs> also, fun fact about Gilead, if you uh, happen to see my bedroom, you would see a quote on the wall that is a quote from Gilead that was graphically designed into a poster by none other than, than Lucas Wright. Bump, bump, bump doing my own sound effects today <laughs> uh two excellent picks brent thank you so much for tying them together thematically and breaking the rules with such grace all right lucas what are you feeling this week this week i'm feeling black mirror uh it's a british Love anthology it. series that talks about the darker side of technology in the modern world um everyone i know has called this like the modern twilight zone and there's really not a better analogy for it at all that's exactly what it is uh, you guys have seen this, right? I haven't seen every episode, but I've definitely seen some and really were, was into it. Yeah, I've seen about three or four episodes. Yeah, after watching the first one, it was enough to mean that Lindsay and I are not watching it together anymore, so I need to start watching it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, it's super dark, and actually the first episode is the darkest, so if you can get through that one, you should be fine with the rest. Um, but it is such a great way to do this show in in kind of like the the vein of of the twilight zone where each episode is kind of its own story with its own cast um and it's it's future it's futuristic technology and it's futuristic enough not to be realistic um i don't feel like like any of this could happen but the, all the feelings are there and you, i feel like we can get to that emotional state portrayed in these episodes at any moment and that's really what's terrifying about it um it came out in 2011 um on I think channel four in the UK and they did a second series in 2013 and then did a Christmas episode in 2014 and in 2014 it actually came on Netflix here in the US and it that's when it really blew up and the show has actually moved to Netflix and it's got new episodes coming out October 21st so oh, recently cool. recently the Christmas special just came out on Netflix and so that's what I was finally able to watch um, and complete everything that's been that's been done so far. But it's amazing. I love this show. I watched that Christmas special, and man, that was some dark stuff. Um, <laughs> John Hamm yeah. guest stars in that episode, and yeah, it's it gets real intense. 
Yeah, the, we've, we've talked about like with anthology shows how you can get really great actors for one season. And the cool thing about this with each episode being its own thing, you can get amazing actors for every single episode. And so it's it's incredible the acting talent that they get in here. It's f- fantastic. One episode has uh, Domo Gleason, another one has Toby Kebbell. Um, they've got... Um, that John oh, Hamm episode has, I think his name yeah. is Rafe Spall. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And the in the... The series come out in October also has Bryce Dallas Howard and um, Alice Eve in it. One episode is directed by Dan, Dan Trachtenberg, who directed oh, Tom cool. Field Lane. Um, another episode is written by Rashida Jones and That's uh, awesome. Mike Schur, who created Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Another one's directed by Joe Wright, who did Pride and Prejudice and Atonement, oh, I think. Oh, I'm so excited um, for that one. But, yeah, so there's it's it's gonna be insane, um, and they they it's it's a it's a three episode season, um, so far, and each one is I think like ninety minutes, so it's a it's a full full episode, and even though it's on Netflix, it's definitely not something I would recommend binge watching. I would say, like watch an episode <laughs> and just take it in because it is Agreed. it is intense, but uh, yeah, it's definitely one that you should take slowly. At ninety minutes, it's almost like each of those is I mean each of those essentially is a movie. It really is. It really is. So it's a it's a movie anthology series. <laughs> That's so cool. So, yeah. So if you get a chance, definitely watch it through um, and get ready for, for more episodes starting October 21st. Oh, awesome. Uh, Lucas, you mentioned the episode with Don Hall Gleason. Uh, it's called Be Right Back. Um, that's one yes. of the few that I've seen. Um, one of my friends like insisted that I watch it earlier this year, and it's maybe the most affecting thing I've seen all year. Um, I don't want to get too much into the story, except that it deals specifically with love and grief and it is just like yeah this this series has a an amazing way of just like every episode just introduces one or two um kind of sci-fi features that allow them to explore really complex emotional realities and this one does so in a way that is just like that is just absolutely searing um so yeah i completely recommend this series as well definitely definitely it's so good so check it out if you get a chance awesome that is an amazing recommendation. Thanks, Lucas. No problem. Um, okay, well, for what I'm feeling this week, it feels like it's kind of a combination of everybody's. It is a podcast. It would definitely talk about Runaways and Black Mirror. Um, and this podcast is called Imaginary Worlds. Have you guys listened to this before? I have not. No, not at all. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I get to introduce you to this. So um, <laughs> the tagline for this is a, it's a podcast about how we create other worlds and why we suspend our disbelief so it's like the backstories to our stories it takes the pop culture um stories like you know comic books sci-fi fantasy all these different things that are kind of like created worlds and goes into the underneath of them so it is pretty geeky it is um definitely gets into the nerd realm but the way that this stuff is presented is completely captivating and i think it's the kind of uh, production that could really reach out to people who didn't think that they were into fantasy or into these kind of things. Um, it goes underneath and goes into the elements of them that are just completely fascinating that even if you weren't initially interested in the subject matter, you can appreciate where they go with it. Um, if you start listening to this podcast for the first time, I recommend starting with the episode called Fixing the Hobo Suit. It's only 15 minutes long. These uh, range from about 15 to 30 minutes, depending on what it is. Um, so they're very digestible episodes, but fixing the hobo suit in particular is about superhero costuming, and it talks about how superhero costumes used to be really, really bad, like in the Joel Schumacher type of life um, or time in uh, movies, and how they've gotten so much better, and kind of goes into uh, the production design and what has made those so much better in the creative process that has upped the ante and gotten superhero movies. Uh, and superhero costuming to where it is today. It also has episodes um, that talk about um, The Thief and the Cobbler, which is like this really uh, ambitious animated project from uh, the mid-1990s. Did you guys ever uh, see the VHS of Aladdin and there was like this weird uh, preview for a movie that looked like Aladdin called Arabian Nights come on right before it? I don't remember that. Nope. And I loved Aladdin. Yeah, I don't remember okay. that either. Oh, crazy. Okay, well then maybe it was on like All Dogs Go to Heaven or something because it might not have been a Disney <laughs> thing. But there was, yeah. I remember 
I remember seeing um, this this uh, preview for this movie over and over when I was a kid for The Thief and the Cobbler, and I was like, that is a blatant ripoff of Aladdin. And it turns out it was this <laughs> uh, master animator who took, uh, I want to say it was like 20 years, so long working on this uh, animated feature, animating uh, more frames per second than the eye could see, and um, doing it all by hand just kind of like making this master, like doing way more intense than anything Disney had ever done. But because he took so long and tried uh, so hard to get all this different funding and it didn't work out, like they essentially cut it up and turned it into something that looked like Aladdin so they could try and make some of their money back. So all of these different stories it goes into talks about uh, the origins of Wonder Woman, which is way more intricate than I ever would have thought and like completely fascinating. It um, There's a three-part series on the cultural impact of Star Wars. Um, there's just tons and tons of different stuff in here that's really good. There's a lot of uh, just different uh, worldviews and literary strains that go into the way all these things are analyzed. The host um, used to be a full-time animator and then worked on uh, NPR for a little while, really looked up to Ira Glass and This American Life. He's had clips featured on 99% Invisible. So it's a really, really well done production. Um, if you're into any of this stuff, you know, whether it's uh, sci fi, fantasy, um, animation, comics, any of that kind of stuff, you can find an episode on here with a title alone that I think will reel you in and have you listening uh, to more and more. So, my recommendation Imaginary Worlds, go check it out. You're bound to find one episode that interests you, and I think you'll be surprised by how many more there are that will push your buttons. Guys, you guys have got to stop recommending podcasts, otherwise I'm going to get nothing done ever. So <laughs> Yeah, also we're <laughs> on a podcast, podcast list so is hey. filling up quick. Competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are these are really short and you can it's very like episodic. So you don't have to be like, "Oh, I'm really getting into this guy's personality and getting in on the running jokes as far as the jo- the show continues on." Um it's really good. Like, it's almost as good as our podcast, is what I would say. There you go. <laughs> okay. 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 On a scale so, of one to our podcast, it's up there. Yeah. Awesome. I, well, I think that wraps up our feeling it recommendations, what we're feeling this week, which leaves us with our main section for today, uh, our pop culture quiz. Hey, we can steal whatever quiz music we want. Blippity blop blop bleep, creative comments. Yeah, exactly. As long as I'm humming it, it's uh, it's free. Blossom just sang our quiz music. <laughs> yeah, I think that's blippity blop blop creative comments. Those are the lyrics. <laughs> now, this pop culture quiz comes from the definitive source for pop culture quizzes. That's right, not my own brain, but the internet and a quick Google search for pop culture quizzes. So we're (laughs) going to go through um, and find out just how qualified everyone is to be talking into your ears right now, dear listener, about pop culture. I just got really nervous. Like, what if I'm not qualified? You can't tell, but I'm flexing my arms and I'm saying, here's my qualifications. (laughs) It's not impressive. No, no. (laughs) We, it's fine. Like, if we don't know certain stuff, that's totally, like... I don't think you guys are on trial. I mean, certainly I'm not on trial. I'm <laughs> no, the you're not. The you're quiz. hosting. So <laughs> I think well, this as, week on Feeling as long it, as you pick the first quiz, <laughs> I think as long my, as you pick the first quiz on Google, I should be great. <laughs> <laughs> my bona fides are without question. So here we go. Pencils down. Wait, wait, wait how's Go- this working? Yeah. Yeah. How does this work? Up. Give us the uh, rules. Okay, that's a good idea. So the <laughs> rules are. Host. <laughs> You're a terrible host. You're not even <laughs> hosting. You're making me do nope. it. Um, so we're going to go around in a circle, um, in the same imaginary circle. circle we've been we're going in places. all night, which is Sandra, Brent, Lucas. And uh, as we go through, you can answer the question. 
Uh, I will ask the question, and if you do not know the answer, I can give you some multiple choice options. If you get it on the first guess, you without multiple choice, you get two points. If you get it with multiple choice, you get one point. So you're going right. to ask me a question, and I get to answer it, and then you'll ask Brent a question. And then Luke has a question? Yes. Okay. Yes. So if she doesn't get it right, do we get a point if we want to answer and get it right? Um, it goes in order for your ability to steal. Right. Okay. Cool. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. All right. First and this is all question. areas of pop culture, just all of them? This is just pop culture for the years 2015 and 2016. So it's very oh. current. Oh. Okay. Very recent. Jeez. Okay. This is info we need, right. Lawson. All right. <laughs> and if the audience wants to play along, can they win? Yes, the audience can win a retweet. All they have to do is send us a Twitter message or email saying, "Hey, I got this many right on the honor system," and we'll be we'll tweet out that that person is very smart at pop culture twi- trivia. <laughs> but you Great. have to listen Great. to the podcast at point five speed to give us an advantage. Oh head gosh. Start. Just kidding, that's not how it works. <laughs> okay, let's go. Nope, you no, can pause no. it if you want to try to guess without the person going first. Okay. Right. So, okay. first question is to Sandra. These do get harder. Which artist won Grammy for Album of the Year with her album 1989 at the 2016 Grammy Awards? Taylor Swift. That's correct. Two I'll points to Sandra. Start. Yeah. Good start. Strong start. Yeah. Okay, Brent. This 2016 superhero film sees our hero Wade Wilson hunting down the man who gave him a scarred physical appearance. That would be Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. I don't know that where that's Sorry, the answer is from. what is Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool? <laughs> who was? <laughs> no, it's definitely a what is that in that voice. movie. <laughs> I want to do that voice this whole time, but I'm already like too caffeinated as is, so I held back from that at you least. You gotta commit to okay. the bit. <laughs> commit to the bit. Turn it into a bumper sticker. Alright. In 2016, Lucas. January of 2016, actors David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson made a reappearance on what resurrected TV show from the 1990s. Uh, that would be the X Files. That's correct. Are you guys googling these, or are you just really knowledgeable about? <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm done. Okay, uh, Sandra. <laughs> Sandra. Sure. Uh, so both big tw- 2016 hits, the songs "Sorry" and "Love Yourself," were released by which Canadian singer-songwriter? Lawson. These are so easy. They get harder. Okay, Justin Bieber. They better. (laughs) Justin Bieber is correct. Okay, Brent. It's going to be humiliating when one of us actually does get one wrong. I know. Yeah. Man, I feel bad for that person. Brent. I'm ready. Often referred to as the fifth Beatle, which English record producer that worked with the Beatles died on March 8th, 2016? Uh, Shoot, here comes the embarrassment. Uh, I do not know that person's name. I think even if he All gave right. me a hint, I would not be able to provide their name. So I'm going to go ahead and give Lucas the opportunity for a two-point steal. All right, go for it, Lucas. A two-point steal? Yeah, because okay. you didn't get yeah, multiple without choice, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. We are not well, going to be competitive. This. I know, right? <laughs> I know this because I read Game of Thrones, and when he died, everybody thought it was the author of Game of Thrones, and his name is George Martin. That is 100% correct. Oh, Two points nice to Lucas. Boom. Very, very well done. All right. Lucas, the question remains yours after that brilliant steal. Which movie won the Oscar for Best Picture at the 2016 Academy Awards ceremony? That would be Spotlight. That is correct. What an award. What a movie. What a movie. I still haven't seen it, guys. I really want to see that oh, movie. Man. Go watch it. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I know. I like it's hard to sit down and be like, all right, let's watch a scandal, but um it's <laughs> it feels important. I really do want to see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Making its debut, Sandra, in January of 2016, Jennifer Lopez 
plays the role of a New York detective, Harley Santos, on which crime drama TV show? Oh, I feel like it has the word blue in it. It always does. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Blue Cops. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Jennifer Blue <Pez. laughs> Jennifer Blue is correct. Brent's gift. Oh, no, yeah. okay. Um, Brent, you have a chance to steal. I really think Sandra, Jennifer that was Blue not is the best thing I can come up with for this question. <laughs> I have no idea. You guys oh, know wait, that there's hold a... Hold I could have asked for a multiple choice. You could have. Why didn't you? Give her multiple oh, choice. I forgot about it. Okay, let me get have the multiple rules choice. The rules are arbitrary in this game. <laughs> we've, already, we've already broken the rules once in this episode. Okay, what are the, the multiple rules, choice? Rules. Do it. Okay, multiple choice. multiple choice for making its debut in 2016. January, uh, January Lopez. Jennifer Lopez plays the role of New York detective Harley Santos on which of the following crime drama TV shows? Is it Blue as the Night, Cuffs, New York Undercover, or Shades of Blue? Shades of Blue. Let's, I think it's that one. That is correct for one oh. point. Okay. Shades of Blue Pez. Shades of Blue Pez. <laughs> All right, Brent, next question is for you. Rihanna hit number one on the Billboard 200 in March of 2016 with what album? Oh, y'all, I don't listen to music, period. I do you'll not know, know if, I... you, if you'll get the multiple choice, Brent. Yeah, give me the multiple choice. I'll get it from there. Multiple choice. A, apologetic. B, loud c talk that talk or d anti uh i can picture an album cover with her maybe anti is it anti great intuition brent two points no one point no one point great into it moderate intuition brent one point lawson said two points so (laughs) i've revoked because you have tried to use my authority as your own you get zero points no okay (laughs) okay finish the title (laughs) this one's really hard lucas get ready finish the title to this march 2016 film release batman v blank wait what we did that we did an episode about that is this a real question okay batman v superman dawn of justice that's correct. 27% Rotten Tomatoes, part of the title. The title will always be The Wired Spoof, which was Batman and Superman, Dawn of Just Us. Oh, romantic, that's beautiful. The romance they made, yeah. I would watch that romantic comedy. Yeah, it was very sweet. A rom-com drama. Okay, starting in August of t- 2016, the 2016 Summer Olympics took place in which South American city? Sandra? We also did an episode about this one. Uh, <laughs> Guys, we're a pop culture podcast. I know. We're so good at knowing these things. Rio de Janeiro. Rio Brazil. de Janeiro. Two, two points to Sandra. Great job. Why did she get two points? Because she didn't have multiple, no, multiple choice. Are any of y'all oh, paying attention right, to how this right. game works? Not even a little bit. Brent, Mick Jagger, and Martin Scorsese are among the creators of this drama series, which stars Bobby Cannavale as Richie Finestra. Oh boy. Man, Brent Bailey is not going to be one of this. Okay, give me multiple choice. All right. Uh, number one, it was terrible. <laughs> All right. Two, That's not it's a canceled. <laughs> All right. Boardwalk Empire, Roadies, Rosewood, or Vinyl? Cool. Okay. Uh, not Boardwalk Empire. Was it Roadies? Great guess. Unfortunately wrong. Lucas for the steal. Uh, vinyl. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I, that is one that did not even remotely cross my path. It was not Sounds like it. I did it was a much. I'm watching Roadies, and it's not good. But I feel this, like, <laughs> devotion to Cameron Crowe, so I'm, like, exactly. sticking <laughs> You have to. You have the to. saddest part of that was vinyl was supposed to be the best. Like it was supposed yeah. to be must see television. It was it's HBO show, uh, for Brent, the only person that doesn't know. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. Thanks for rubbing it in. Oh man, uh, Lucas. Next question's for you, buddy. Yeah. This heavy metal band had a hit with a cover of the 1964 Simon and Garfunkel hit song "The Sound of Silence." The sad thing is, I think this was on 
Grey's Anatomy. Like, I know what show it was on, but I have no idea we'll who... We'll get to have multiple choice. Who did this? Oh, yeah. Mm. Multiple choice. Here we go. I keep forgetting this is an option. Yeah. Drum roll. Let's do it. Multiple Brrr, choice. A, Godsmack. B, Slipknot. C, Corn. Or D, Disturbed. I told I'm you. I'm going to go with <laughs> Slipknot. No, it can't be Slipknot. I'm going with Slipknot. Slipknot for the win. Wait, if, and... if it's wrong, Sanderson can steal. It's true. Is it wrong? It's wrong. Oh! It is All right, Sandra. Um, I'm going to go with Gobsmack. Uh, Gobsmack was not one, but Godsmack is also not correct. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> you can tell we're really not into heavy metal music. Yeah. yeah. Is it corn? This is our weakness. I guess corn. Yeah. Corn is a great guess. All of you are wrong. It's disturbed. All right. Well, I, get to, I get to guess again, right? It comes back around to me. No. <laughs> no, you don't. It does not come back around to you, Lucas. <laughs> There's only one option left. It's disturbed. <laughs> great okay. job. All right. Lawson gets a point. He's All on the right. board. All right. One point for dealer takes a chip okay uh sandra created in america what 2016 science fiction tv drama features actors josh holloway and sarah wayne's wayne kiley sarah wayne kiley okay can you read me the multiple choice sure uh the expanse clever man colony or second chance i'm gonna say colony Great guess. One point. Oh, nice. Very good. Okay, Brent, it's to you, pal. Um, oh, you are the... my pal. Yeah. Don't get distracted. Tell you are dead last. Okay. Uh, <laughs> friendship <laughs> is more important than contests. Uh, the Rolling Stone made the no, rock and roll history it. with a free concert in which country in March of 2016? Oh, boy. This is another music question. I'm getting a lot of those. Um, I wonder if they're like every three are music and you're just getting all of them. Where's the novels from 2008 section? Because I'd be all over it. Okay. Um, <laughs> multiple choice. Multiple choice. Rolling Stones made rock and roll history with a free concert in the country of A. Ukraine, B. Iran, C. Cuba, or D. Syria. Oh. I'm really surprised I did not hear this. Uh, was it Ukraine? It was not Ukraine. I think Sandra knows, but Lucas gets a chance to steal. Is he gonna pass and let Sandra get it, or no, is he gonna no, steal? Why, no, why pass? would I do that? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pass. What What are my options again? Ukraine, Iran, Cuba, or Syria. And what did Brent guess? That don't was tell on him. Don't you. tell him. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's not Iran. It wouldn't be Syria because that would be insane. And my other two options are what? Ukraine and Cuba. No, no, no. I said it's... Yeah. Oh, jeez. Is it Cuba? It is Cuba. It is Cuba. Cuba. We opened up trade relations, guys. That was a huge thing. They also did some Kardashian episodes in Cuba, which is... Nope, don't care. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Pop culture's all over Cuba now. Thanks, Obama. Um, Lucas's question. This is a music question, Brent, so don't worry. You didn't get all the music questions. Okay. <laughs> Which celebrity publicly stated that Hannah Montana is chopped up into tiny little pieces and buried in my backyard in March of 2016? Uh, if it's anyone other than Miley Cyrus, that is extremely creepy. All right, so who's your guess? Like Jennifer Lawrence? Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Miley Cyrus is correct. Two points. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. All right, guys. We're moving in to the more difficult tier. Are you ready? Yes. Now we're moving into the more difficult tier? How many questions is this quiz? We're almost done. (laughs) With page one. (laughs) We need to give Brent a chance to catch up. He is very much in the the rear. So Eh, um, as as we're entering section two, I guess final, what is this, playoffs? I don't know. Um, How many points does everybody have? All right. Sandra has... Uh, five, seven, eight. Brent has three. Yeah, and Lucas has like eight. If you just add a few more, a little, a little more lines to it. <laughs> yeah, and Lucas has twelve. Dang. Boom. All right. So All right. in this second round, since Brent has been having a hard time, and because Lucas <laughs> has reaped the benefits of Brent having a hard time, we're gonna switch the order. What? So oh, San- okay. Okay. 
So Sander gets to go after Brent. Brent goes every and... other question. <laughs> Sandra goes after Brent so that she has more chances to steal Brent's losses. Okay. okay fine. Wow, we are just Which... we've got some expectations now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, go for it. Which of the following reality television shows, Sandra? Oh, really? This is for Sandra? Yeah, you, you just sure you just went, Lucas. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. All right. You may proceed. Okay. Which of the following reality television shows made in its debut? Let me try that again. This is a very basic sentence. Which of the following reality television shows made its debut in 2016? Is it A? Wait, hold on. Wait. Does one have to be multiple choice? I don't <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be multiple choice. Go ahead. Wait, but, <laughs> well, no, wait, because so, a lot of reality I'm shows. I'm so confused. So many. What's there the question? One, like, Name the one reality show. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fair, Sandra. You're you, you wanted to go first, so this is uh, this is all fair. on you here. I didn't want to no, go no. first. <laughs> for your record, <laughs> I don't okay. get a choice yeah. in this matter. <laughs> all right, say the question again. <laughs> okay. Which of the following, this has to be multiple choice, which of the following reality TV shows for two points made its debut in 2016? Is it A, Ink Master, B, Project Runway All Stars, All Stars, C, Duck Dynasty, or D, The Real Housewives of Dallas? Oh, Real Housewives of Dallas. Correct, for two points. You did not even oh, well. hesitate. I would not so. have. I watched the I would first not have four episodes that at all. of it. It wasn't very good. I, uh, no, I not the jewel in the Real Housewives franchise. Mm-hmm. All right, so that makes the next person Lucas, Lucas in our new order. Um, which is the... random order. <laughs> Guys, I am very fickle, but I am in charge. Uh, which of the following <laughs> rock bands was not included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2016? Lucas, was it? Which one was not? Was it not the Steve Miller Band? Was it not Deep Purple? Was it not Cheap Trick or not Motorhead? So which one was not inducted into the Hall of Fame this year? Right. So there were several. There were a lot inducted this year. One of those multiple choice question, answers was not. All right. Let's do that again. Steve Miller Band, Deep Purple, Cheap Trick, and Motorhead. I'm going to go with Deep Purple. Ooh, great guess. Unfortunately inaccurate. Mm. All right, Brent, it is to you, sir. Uh, Motorhead. Music! <laughs> Brent, great job, one point. Really? What? I'm so happy for you. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> great job. I love how surprised we were that Brent got a music question. <laughs> I was the most surprised Fun fact. of all. <laughs> Fun fact, Chicago and NWA were also inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2016. All right. All right, Brent. Making its 32nd season debut in February of 2016, Survivor was filmed in Koh Rong, which is located in which country? Okay, so I don't get a multiple choice and the other two do? I think I should get an on Yeah, I think we. I think uh, this is the round where we all okay. get multiple choice. All right, all Everybody multiple choice. multiple choice all the time. Okay. All multiple choice. Steals are now worth one point um, instead of two. Got it. Okay. I thought steals were already worth one point. No, they were worth two if the person before hadn't asked for multiple choice. Oh, jeez. Okay. We're good. Let's go. All right. Okay, so... Wait, I want to spend some more time clarifying this. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. Give me my options. <laughs> All right. Making its 30 second. If you are listening Master. along and keeping track of your own Master. score, God bless you. Okay. <laughs> uh, making its 30 second season debut in, two, in February of 2016, Survivor was filmed in co... <laughs> okay, but can you repeat the question for Brent. me? Brent. Oh, gosh. Brent. Oh, okay. God, guys. <laughs> All right. What country? Is it Vietnam, Thailand, Laos, or Cambodia? And give me the name of the city one more time. <laughs> Ko Rong, spelled K-O-H-R-O-N-G. I know somebody who's lived in Laos. I know somebody who's lived in Thailand, and I'm really mad that I don't know the answer to this question. Uh, if it helps, the 18-member cast was split into three tribes: brains, brawn, and beauty. Oh, I did hear about that. This. That yeah, doesn't so Now you're help. just giving him like extra points here. 
No, that doesn't help at all, Lucas. Come on. Oh, does it not? I wasn't listening as soon as you said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going with Laos. <laughs> it was facetious. Um, I'm sorry, Brent. That's incorrect. That's right. I should have gone with beauty. Sandra, it's to you. <laughs> uh, can you read me the countries again? Vietnam, Thailand, Laos, and Cambodia. I'm going to say Cambodia. Ooh. Why did I do that? That's right. Great job. <laughs> One for Cambodia. Well done. Point, Sandra. Okay, Sandra, it is now your turn. Which of the following films won the most Oscars in the 2016 Academy Awards celebration? Out of these, which one won the most Oscars oh, in the 2016 so Academy Awards? <clears throat> A, The Martian. B, Mad Max, Fury Road. C, The Revenant. Or D, Spotlight. Mad Max, Fury Road. Woo, yeah, that dude. That is correct. Correct. Yeah, it had the most nominations with 10 and walked home with the most awards, which was six. Nice. All those technical Our... awards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, Lucas, next one is yep. to you. Yep. Which of the following NHL <sighs> hockey teams did not make it to the 2016 Stanley Cup playoffs? Oh, a sports question? That is part of pop culture. I'm sorry. Uh, but hockey, though? Hockey doesn't count as sports. That's uh, fired. Ooh. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get a lot of feedback on that one. Okay, go. <laughs> hockey what doesn't we, count as sports. <laughs> um, is it A, the not sports team, the Philadelphia Flyers? B, the not sports team, the Chicago Blackhawks? <laughs> C, the Montreal Canadiens? Or D, the Dallas Stars? Well, the Canadian sounds like a terrible name for a hockey team. So I'm going to go with the Blackhawks. Great guess. I don't understand the connection between the two, but that is wrong. Brent. <laughs> I actually knew the Blackhawks were in it because I live in Chicago and people are really into hockey here. Uh, Dallas Stars. Nashville, too. It's weird. Really? Uh, yeah, Nashville, tons of people are into hockey. All right, cool. We got the Predators, I mean, and they're bad. What's um, the answer? Wait, what did Dallas guess? Stars. He guessed Dallas Stars. And the thing about people really liking hockey in Nashville is... Carrie Underwood is married to one of the hockey players, so it like is tied oh in with country goodness. music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you're a very good sport, Brent, uh, and you're also wrong, Sandra. <laughs> oh, great! Sandra, you got a fifty. That was a great joke. Chance. It was a complicated one, but he said it was a good sport, and Lucas does not like hockey as a sport. That was a great joke, Brent. All right, I'm going to give you a point just for that great joke. One point to Brent. What? I'll take it. No. For that joke. Okay. Sandra. Okay. Sandra. There was the Canadians, it... and what was the other team? Philadelphia Flyers. If it's the Canadians, I'm going to be so upset. I'm going to go. Let's say. I'm going to guess Canadians. That's correct. Oh, my Lucas goodness. Lucas is upset. <laughs> I know. Ah! The question was which team didn't make it, and you're like, Canadians sounds like a terrible team. And then you guessed a different team. <laughs> No, it's I was just, so he said confused. it sounds like a terrible name for a team, which I agree yeah. with. Oh. But Can- Canadians think... should be good at hockey. Right, yeah. exactly. exactly. We got the Houston Texans. That's, that's something true. you'd expect from Texas, though. All right, we're in the home stretch, guys. Uh, which group won Vocal Group of the Year at the 2016 Academy of Country Music Awards? Was it Zach Brown Band, Maddie and Tay, Little Big Town, or Lady Antebellum? I think it was Zach Brown Band. Oh man, More if only. I have no clue. That's not accurate. Another music question. Side note, <laughs> Lady Antebellum is one of my least favorite names for a band. Um, so that goes to you, Sandra, for the steal. Sandra, I think it's Zach Brown Band. Just that's my suggestion. <laughs> I'm gonna get um, Zach Brown Band. Are you are you kidding? No. You burnt. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Sandra! That was yeah! Brent guess. Classic, not listening to Brent. No, I love it. Wasn't. This is going right. on so long. I get that all the time. <laughs> okay, is it Zach Brown Band, Maddie and Tay, Little Big Town, or Lady Antebellum? Hey, Zach Brown Band. I'm gonna go with Little Big Town. No, 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 no. Maddie and Tay. Maddie and Tay, it is for the win. <laughs> Lucas, you gotta stick with the first thing you say. <laughs> As to as what? A little bit what? Of town. 
is Little Big Town. Uh, okay, so now it's my okay. question. Come on. Now it's your now question. It's question. <laughs> Chris Pratt won Best Picture, for Best Action Performance at the 2016 MTV Movie Awards for his role as Owen Grady in which science fiction film? Jurassic World, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Ex Machina, or Insurgent? Jurassic World. Correct. Of course. Okay, Lucas, how old was English singer David Bowie when he died two days after his birthday on January 10th, 2016? I can't 61. Was, was he 72, 76, oh, 69, or 74? I'm going to go with 68. That's not a That's choice. right. That's right. What's the closest to 68? <laughs> Which out of the choices was closest to 68, Lucas? Wait, that, that counts? I, have, I was 71. Okay. No. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll try this has gone so off the rails. I really felt oh like gosh. I just read a biography of Bowie. Oh, I went with Brent's answer. He died two days after his birthday, so he had just turned 69. There we go. That's what it was. Okay. Um, for playing the role of troubled mother Joy Newsom, who won 2016 award for Best Actress Brent. Was it uh, Sarah, Cersei Ronan, Brie Larson, Jennifer Lawrence, or Kate Blanchett? That would be Wait. Jennifer Lawrence. She didn't win? She did not win. That's correct. Brie Larson won for Room. Lawson? The troubled mother, Joy Newsom. Oh, was that? Oh, I just got confused because Jennifer Lawrence's performance was in the movie named Joy. And yeah, she plays a troubled mother. But I guess you are. Is that Brie Larson's character's name? I think so. I believe you. Newsome sounds right. Yeah, and it is Joy. You're right. Okay, I back down. Uh, you are That's correct. That's a trick question. Oh. Tricky. Okay, so will the well. Okay, so wait. Did I get the answer or not? Because I said Jennifer Lawrence, but then I said it was actually Brie Larson in Room who won the award. Yeah, you get the points, Brandon. Yeah. Okay. 2016 hit by Tim McGraw opens with the lyric, "You know there's a light that glows by the front door. Don't forget the keys under the mat." What song is this? Is it? Highway Don't Care, My Little Girl, Top of the World, or Humble and Kind. Those all sound so bad. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Can you read That's me the lyric again? You know there's a light that glows by the front door. Don't, I don't need it in that accent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget the keys under the mat. Oh, there's a light. Okay, and what are the options? Uh, highway Don't Care, My Little Girl, Top of the World, and Humble and Kind. I'm going to say My Little Girl. Incorrect. Okay. That sounds like a Tim McGraw song, though. It does. It, does. <laughs> it probably is. Lucas. <laughs> Lucas, do you want to steal? Yes, I will steal. Uh, it was Top of the World. Incorrect. Brent, for the steal. Ah! Give me the other two choices. They're also Highway don't care. Highway don't care. Highway don't care. Incorrect. It was humble and kind. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Ooh. Country music. Our forte for sure. Right. Okay. Lucas, which actor won best male performance for his role as Hugh Glass in the 2016 MTV Movie Awards? Was it? His name is Leonardo DiCaprio. That is correct. Next. <laughs> Two points. Moving this right along, Lucas. <laughs> Based on a book by Rudyard, Rudyard Kipling. This is Brent. Brent. Yes. It's the Jungle Book. Moving on. The Junk Book? Oh, sorry. Okay, that, those, was, that was that was Brent's. Those two points go to Brent, regardless of the fact <laughs> oh, that Lucas answered it. Though. Ask the question. <laughs> Based on a book by Rudyard Kipling and his 2016 film release features Mowgli, an orphaned human boy who was raised by wolves since birth. Was it A, Silence, <laughs> B, The Boy, C, The Jungle Book, or D, The Huntsman, Winter's War? I'm going to go with oh C, The Jungle Brent Book. would have gotten that one. I would have. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um... Sandra, which TV series that made its debut in 2016 is based on a best-selling book series by Terry Brooks? Is it A, The Black Unicorn, B, The Shannara Chronicles, C, Armageddon's Children, or D, Magic Kingdom for Sale, Sold? It's The Shannara Chronicles, I think? That is correct. Yep. Well done. Never seen Bubba it, boom. but I know my dystopian teenage <laughs> CW series. <laughs> Or MTV, I think that one's MTV. It's MTV, yeah. MTV. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Who won 
Lucas, who won the final season, season 15 of American Idol on April 7th, 2016. Was it Trent Harmon, Dalton Rapatini, Rapatoni, Mackenzie Borg, or LaPortia Renee? I'm going to flip a coin and the first one, that hey, person's name. Great job. It was Trent Harmon. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Okay, Brent, with the release of the album, The Life of Pablo, music question for you, sir. Yeah, I know this one. Go, go, go. Which artist <laughs> saw eight of their songs debut on the Billboard Hot 100 in April of 2016? That would be Mr. Kanye West. <laughs> That's correct. Boom. Two points, Brent. All right, Sandra, which of the following Disney films made its debut in 2016? Is it A, Cinderella, B, Zootopia, C, Inside Out, or D, The Good Dinosaur? Wait, I think that's a trick question because Disney owns Pixar, right? Yep, yep, yep. What was the Not question? Commenting. What was the question? Which of the following Disney films made its debut in 2016? Read, read the answers to me again. Cinderella, Zootopia, Inside Out, and The Good Dinosaur. Brent Bailey knows the answer. Inside Out. No. Brent Bailey's yes, ready to yes. steal. Yes, Inside Out. Inside Out. Then it's a Lucas. I get to steal. Uh, All right, it? Lucas, you get to steal. The answer is Zootopia. Correct. That is correct. Oh, I was banking on that. Not yeah, everything Disney. else came out 2015. That's right. I knew Good Dinosaur did, and I got my summers mixed up. Mm-hmm. This was the summer of Finding Dory. That's right. These are our last two questions, Lucas and Brent. Okay. Here Which we go. Artist won Female Vocalist of the Year at the 2016 Academy of Country Music Awards. Are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> Was it Faith Hill, Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood, or Martina McBride? Mmm, they've all been around so long. Staples of the industry. I would say, <laughs> based off of, uh, based off of nothing, um, Miranda Lambert. That is correct. It is yeah! Miranda Lambert. Nicely done. This guy's got the intuition of a fox. All right. In uh, Brent, final question is for you. But it may be a perfect question for Sandra to steal. Let's see how it dun, turns dun, out. Dun. In a post-apocalyptic world, Carrie Sullivan will do whatever it takes to find her brother, Sam. What? Name this 2016 film. Uh, a. Okay. I know the series. Oh, I don't man. know which one is which. Give me the choices. A. Ten Cloverfield Lane. B. The Fifth Wave. C. Keanu. D. Risen. B. The Fifth Wave. That yeah. is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Two points to Brent. Well done. What's the tally? Well done, All right. All right, it's close. <laughs> After adding up the tallies, drum roll, please. Oh, it actually happened. Okay. Um, <laughs> in third place, Brent Bailey, Brent. Yeah, that's our second loser. <laughs> <laughs> These were very close, guys. Um, in second place, Sandra Amstutz. Oh, dang. <laughs> And Lucas, winning by one point. Whoa! Oh, geez, nice. Is our first place winner. All right, what do I get? Congratulations, Lucas. You get a collection of all the music of the country artists you knew nothing about. Congratulations. Yeah, get in the country. Miranda Lambert. It's coming to you on eight-piece CD in jewel case. Perfect. I needed one of those. Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for playing. Um... For everyone who listened through this, thank you so much for putting up with our ridiculousness and on-the-fly rules. Um, hope you had a fun time listening and playing a lot at home. Really, seriously, I know all these rules are arbitrary and ridiculous, but do if you did play along, tweet us, email us something. We would be more than happy to retweet you and find a GIF that is sufficiently awesome to uh, encapsulate your accomplishment. So we would We would definitely love to hear what you guys got. Yeah, 100%. Um, also, feel free to uh, 
tweet at us in general follow us at on twitter at feeling it pod or leave us a review on itunes that really helps us get more visibility on the itunes store so more people can find the podcast um and you can find the three of us online through different social media outlets so uh let's go around and uh tell people where they can find us lucas where can people find you you can find me on twitter at lucas and stuff and on instagram also at lucas and stuff great brent bailey you can find me at B-R-P-A-B-A. And Sandra Omstetz. My username is Sandra Omstetz. My last name is spelled A-M-S-T-U-T-Z. And you can find me on Letterboxd, Instagram, and Twitter at Lawson West. We'd love to hear from you guys. Feel free to shoot us a tweet, follow, whatever works for you. Or Facebook us. <laughs> or Facebook. Yes, we have a Facebook page. If you are not into segmenting all of your social media experiences and would rather have it all in one place on Facebook, we have a page for you. All right. Anything else, guys? That is it. Have a good night. That is all. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye. Adios. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Go away. I'll see you soon, okay? That's it. Go home. Yep. Moving along, Padre. Goodbye, old friend. That's it. That's our show for tonight, people.